Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smewen, your host. And I'm Angie, your co-host. We're excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 42. Why, Angie, you're back with us today. That's awesome. How would you explain the Apostle Paul's statement, Christ in you, the hope of glory? It's a good question. I can't wait to talk about it. It's a really good question, and that's what we're studying today in this question-based study of Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 through 29. And at the end of this video, we're going to share next week's passage and the question. Paul's statement is almost 2,000 years old, but I think it's as important today as it was when he wrote it to the church in Colossae. However, I think that we take this for granted today, and it doesn't have the same impact on us as it did the church of Colossae. So what do you mean by that? Well, let's read today's passage, and then I'll dive into that and explain a little bit. This is Colossians 1, 26 through 29, the web version. The mystery which has been hidden for ages and generations, but now it has been revealed to his saints, to whom God was pleased to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory whom we proclaim, admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, for which I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Paul starts out by saying that this is a mystery that has been hidden for ages and generations. And what I find is that when things are hidden, and then they're revealed, people are excited, they're curious, they want to know what's going on. But after they've been revealed for a while, eh, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, we, we just take that for granted. We don't get as excited about it. We don't think about it as much. And this particular mystery has been revealed for quite a while. So I think that today's church really does take this for granted. It doesn't have the same impact on us as it did the church at Colossae. So how would you explain Paul's statement, Christ in you, the hope of glory? We'd like you to hear. So put your comments in there or send us an email. Let us know because really I'm interested in how you would explain this um, to a believer, to a new believer, to an unbeliever. And uh, what about you, Angie? How would you explain it? Well, I love this question because I actually broke it down into segments and I really looked at Christ in you. And that to me personally really spoke to me that Christ in me, that is him living in me. What a profound and deeply life-changing truth that is. And I love this. It's a quote, but I will give my paraphrase. I was one way and now I'm another. And the thing that happened in between, it's Christ, it's Jesus. He changed me from one way to another. And that's Christ in me that did that. And that just to me is super profound. But then I went on and I looked at the hope of glory and the hope of glory. Oh, that's just rich. Because when I have Christ living in me, I have a hope that was missing before. Mm. I have a hope that I am going to get to live 
with Christ in glory for an eternity. And that's just exciting. But then if you look at the passage and it talks about this mystery, I love a good mystery. Do you guys love a good mystery? <laughs> I, I love do. a mystery. Well, this mystery. Have you ever been around someone who didn't know Christ? And they kind of look at you like, huh, it's a mystery. They don't know Christ. They don't they understand don't, because they don't, they don't understand. They don't have the hope. They don't have the hope. They don't have Christ dwelling in them. Yeah. And so it's just so deeply profound that I have Christ living in me. And that gives me the hope of glory for an eternity spent with him. And, and that's just exciting to me. It is exciting. And would you say that that impacts how you live your life on a daily basis? That impacts everything. Everything in my life is impacted by Christ in me. Well, there you go, folks. So I'm going to dig into it from a little different perspective, but she probably has the better answer. So the Jews believed that they were God's chosen people and that they had a special relationship with God, Jehovah. They would say Adonai because they're, they're going to use the name Adonai, but they believed that they had this unique special relationship with Adonai and they believed that for good reason. I because mean, Because they did. Because they did. When you look at the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, it's all about the relationship with Abraham and Abraham's offspring, the Jews, the chosen people, right? Mm -hmm. So it is very interesting. And they, they took advantage of that. They lived that at times. They really messed up at times. But <laughs> they really... Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But they really focused on we're God's chosen people. The place where they missed it is that salvation has always been by faith. Because Abraham was a man of faith. And so I would encourage you to go back and read the stories about Abraham and his acting in faith and God crediting that to him as righteousness. Jesus, who is the Christ or the Messiah, changed everything when he came and he died on that cross. He fulfilled the law of Moses and ushered in a new covenant. And one of the most important aspects of the new covenant is that the sacrificial system under the old covenant, it didn't take away sin. It just covered the sin. What Jesus did, because he was the perfect sacrifice, is he took away the sin. So we're forgiven completely. If we're in Christ, we are forgiven. Our sin is removed as far as the east is from the west is what the scripture says. And that changes everything. Because we don't have to continually offer sacrifice anymore. Exactly. Once it's once. I want to encourage everyone to study Hebrews chapter 10 because it speaks very specifically to what we were just saying about the old covenant sins being covered under the new covenant sins being taken away, Gone. completely removed right? Mm -hmm. So check out Hebrews chapter 10. Now, here's my point. Because the perfect sacrifice was made, our sins can be removed. So in other words, when we choose to follow Jesus as our Savior, as our Messiah, we accept him and we follow him, things change dramatically. He now lives in us because we're no longer defiled by sin. That didn't happen in, under the old covenant. He dwelt among the people, and sometimes you would see a prophet or somebody filled with the Spirit, but not as a general rule. 
But now, under the new covenant, because the perfect sacrifice has been made, things have changed. So the great mystery has kind of a twofold meaning to me. And the first is this, that the Jews and the Gentiles are both included in the new covenant. Oh, that's wonderful. So in the old covenant, the Jews were kind of exclusive. They didn't mm -hmm. really have a lot to do with the Gentiles. Now the two are made one. We are in both included in the covenant. And that is profound in my opinion. Very. And the second aspect is that Jesus now dwells in us. He's not there in buildings and temples. He's in us. And there are numerous passages that talk about this, about uh, God dwelling in us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, the hope of glory, which we're talking about today. So when we realize that God, Jehovah, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, we would say, dwells in us, it's profoundly impacting to our daily lives. When he's living in us, that means that we are changed from the inside out, not the outside in. We're not going to a temple to see him. He is in us, changing us from the inside out. Yeah, I mean, just think about this. The creator of the universe now dwells in us. Man, so that, has, that kind of has a double-edged sword there, right? Because now we have a responsibility to live in such a way that glorifies him and honors him in our body, in this world, in the here and now. So we, we serve a holy God. He's dwelling in us. So everything we do is important. On the other side of that uh, little two-edged sword there is that we now have the power, the wisdom, the ability to overcome sin, to live victoriously, to experience real joy, real peace, real love, things that the non-believers don't really experience. I mean, we've suffered some tragedy in our lives recently, and yet we still have the peace of God dwelling in us because he dwells in us and he is the hope of glory. So really, I mean, I just go on and on and on about all these little things, but Angie really has it nailed down. It's Christ living in us, the hope of glory, and our lives have meaning and purpose in the here and now because our Creator dwells in us. And I think if we can really grasp that, because whether our life is short or whether our life is long, and we live to be 100 years old, our life has meaning and purpose, and then we get to experience the hope of glory. Yeah. And that is just amazing in person right because jesus is the hope of glory so now we experience him spiritually yeah then we're going to sit with him face to face man we're going to encounter him in a way that we haven't here and now it's going to be awesome if you're enjoying this study be sure to hit the subscribe button and click that little bell notification so you get notified when new videos come out on a weekly basis we would love to have you share this with a friend and communicate with us either by making a comment or emailing us and we just appreciate you watching our passage for next week is colossians chapter 2 verses 1 through 9 and i have two questions for us what are deceptions and why are deceptions so appealing so take a few minutes read the passage in advance study it 
and we will share together next week. And I look forward to your emails, your comments, and interacting with you. God bless.